Welcome to the Breathe Podcast, where we explore the intersection of faith and creativity. We interview artists from all walks of life to discover how faith plays a role in their art and expression, hoping to encourage you to live a life of creativity and faith. And now, please welcome your co-hosts, Derek Engoy, Christian Mendoza, and Kevin Horton. People don't go to church on Friday, do they? I don't even think. I really just wrote these so that I would be like thinking about it in my head. I don't even really think I need them. Ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is Christian Mendoza, co-host over at the Breathe Podcast, and today she's back. Woo! My homegirl Emma Hall. Also known as Emma Gaisley. I don't know if she even knows this, but I'm gonna do the role reversal. Okay. Do you know that it's our one year anniversary? Oh. Of of what the of like the you're the mural it is yeah. not it is it is it is it totally is right that's true and what's totally cool is I kind of took the thing to heart where you know in the book of John it says it hey, cut off what's dead you know water what's what's alive yeah and you're part of that and I'm cool. actually trying to get I'm starting to get the long term you know effects of mm, it and it kind of just fruit. shows it right here I mean I'm God divine. wants us together you are the branches yeah. yeah because you taught me Genesis the book of Genesis but, this but, is you know, God's, it's, yeah. it's a dedication to God's creation he's, on earth. He's pointing at some paintings for those mm-hmm. who can't see what's yeah. going on, which is everybody. <laughs> yeah, but we'll show it to them. But then yeah. it happened to go to your church too. Yeah. And so right. the, the, the fact mural. that we just get along really well. Yeah, we I do. mean, it's like, whoa. I, I mean, I got to high five you. Yeah, let's go to let's go <laughs> to the icebreaker. I mean, let's, do it. let's talk about how we first met. You were already giving me stuff to do. We were already talking about <laughs> projects and stories yeah, and stuff. The to first get, time we met. Yeah, to do together. And so, yeah, I mean, we're here now. I mean, I know we kind of went through our own little like personal crises. We'll get into depth about that later. Have you found in everything? Oh, gosh. Oh, that's a very uh, interesting way of asking that because I like it. Everyone in L.A. says, how's it going or how you doing all the time? But like, how are you finding everything is a different kind of take on that. So I don't know. Um, Yeah, I feel like things have been going really well right now. I feel like so many things that I've worked towards most of my life are kind of happening right now in this weird moment, this weird space where I'm like uh, waking up every day and I'm just like, okay, I get to work a little bit on my dream today. So that's very cool. But I like most artists, I think I struggle or creative people, I struggle to like celebrate that. So I am in the midst of really trying to tell myself like to enjoy what's happening, like what's happening right now. So Oh, yeah, you're totally not alone. It's not just artists that that yeah, have a hard time giving themselves congratulations. It's just people in general. That's true. <laughs> you know, like, For sure. like the in, inner voice is very mean. I mean, yeah. if you leave somebody alone with a history of depression for just 48 hours, right by themselves, mm. they'll start tripping sometimes, mm. you know, and so yeah, it is important to give yourself a pat on the back, congratulate the small steps, because yeah. eventually they lead to big things, right? You know, yeah. and which is why we're kind of here today. Sure. Um, so before we kind of get into into depth, do you mind like if we kind of go with the history and bio just to kind of refresh the of audience course. again, who who Emma Gaisley is? Yeah, for sure. So I'm Emma. It's nice to be talking to you, sharing a little bit about myself with everybody listening today. I was on the podcast. Uh, I think it was was it the first episode of the last season? Uh, first, or the one? first interview of season two. Season two. Yeah. Yes. Thank but, you yes. for clarifying. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, I love I love the podcast. I love what you guys are doing. I love the team, like everyone that's involved. And 
yeah, I, I enjoy listening to it as well. And it's, yeah, it's great to be here. My history is that I'm an artist and writer and I've been doing music for quite a long time as well. But yeah, I recently, as you know, have been working on some like community art stuff down at the hub, which is where you and I first met. And I've also... I do like so many different random odd jobs, like just to help make ends meet. But all of those are, I consider them like experience. They're copy. They're for my writing so that I can have more experiences to write about, basically. Actually, yeah. that's that's actually a really smart way to look at it because you're looking at it from rather than, oh man, I have to do this. Exactly. You're looking at it from a place of love, which is another one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you about art, you know, the art theory and why yeah. we do it and why we find it so therapeutic. Totally. But yeah, let's go ahead with your socials before we get into depth about the Brain Rinse project that you have here. Yeah, I'm so, so excited. So can you go ahead and let us know like what your Instagram handle is yes. and and possibly any other organizations, things that you're a part of? So my Instagram is um, at symbol E-M-M-A-G-A-Z-L-E-Y. That's Emma Gazley, which is my artist name, my maiden name. My my legal name is Emma Hall, so I answer to both. But um, And then I'm also, I have a website. It's Emma emma.gallery g-a-l-l-e-r-y and i'm trying to think of anything else that would be like active and worth checking out but yeah i think there's also the culver city hub one too if anyone wants to check that out they're welcome to yeah okay sweet so let's see so we've had a bunch of guests let's get into the whole brain brain range project one of the reasons why we connected so well is we're both artists and we use art to heal and we've had a bunch of other guests you know share also too why art's so therapeutic we had these are people that, like one of them is an LMFT. She called it soul retrieval. I call it, the reason why I'm doing art is I'm calling it the conscious rewiring of my, my brain chemistry and my history. And by replacing it with something positive mm-hmm. over something negative, mm-hmm. it makes it less traumatic mm-hmm. and it actually allows you to grow. And then Ronnie Robles, one of our friends, Hello, he calls Ronnie. it, yeah, he calls it the overwrite, you know, in, in graffiti where mm-hmm. you go over something you know, that has been done before and make it better mm-hmm. or you do your thing and make it better. So, and in your process, um, the last time we did our pop-up together, I noticed that you had this project called Brain Rinse mm-hmm. and that's what you're calling it. I mean, why did you, you even decide to do it? Yeah. So, okay. So Brain Rinse came, first of all, the, like that word came from like lyrics that I was writing for a song called Sartorial. Mm-hmm. And that song is about really just like how the world has been tailored to present certain ideas and tailored for us in a certain way. And that so much of so much, many of my conversations with people, whether or not they think of themselves as an artist or a creative person, everyone feels like a misfit. Like everyone feels like that to some degree, right? No matter Mm -hmm. who you are, you've had experiences that have Mm -hmm. made you feel like you're on the outskirts or Mm -hmm. like you're an outcast or like you're pushed away from the general norm. Right. Oh, I agree with that. Right. I would say just physically. You know, people can relate. 100%. (laughs) Yes, totally. Like people feel like this about their bodies, about their Mm -hmm. emotions and about their thoughts, their ideas. Like they feel like whatever it is that makes them them and makes them unique and makes them special. Like to me, those are the things that should be celebrated. But Mm -hmm. often those are the very things that people feel like they are put into a box for or pushed out of the way for. So the whole kind of lyric of sartorial is about it's a lot of play on words it's a lot of irony and stuff it's basically a song that's talking about how the world's been tailored for us and at one point one of the lyrics says bleach in the top hat i think i need a brain rinse and Mm -hmm. the that idea just like kept playing in my head for the past year it's been like a whole year of me then taking that thought that idea and thinking like okay 
that's that's extreme. It's not it's not bleach I need. It's not in, in fact, if anything, I feel like the constant inundation and stream of information that we're exposed to every single day. If anything, I feel like my cells are all soapy and sudsy. Like all mm-hmm. my brain cells are like constantly filled and filled and filled and filled with more. So I just kept thinking about this idea. If our brain was like a sponge and we could just squeeze it out and just mm-hmm. start fresh, like get clear, get pure, get some clean water, just like mm-hmm. and wash it out, squeeze it out. And what would it be like to reset? Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the whole idea of brain rinse. Yeah, so it's like more of like an emotional dive. I mean, I mean, also too the sponge when you're talking about it, like your spirit or your soul, it's just hanging on to certain things. I know that yes. you know being bitter and guilty and angry, yes. that does not help. You know, because I've seen, I was yeah, I was pretty bitter until I met God in Jesus, like about three years ago. I thought I was all right, but I realized that you know over these past three years that oh man, I can get a whole lot better. Yeah. You know, and so. The fact that you know that hanging on to this old things and you're just releasing it. That's mm-hmm. what I, I really admire you or for doing that. Because Thank one you. of the reasons why I kind of had, I got bipolar disorder was because I was biting my tongue. I didn't mm-hmm. want to say anything. Mm-hmm. And then here you are. You're like, yo, this is what it is. I'm going to get rid of this because I know that this can consume mm-hmm. me totally. over the course of time. Because yeah, I always tell people if they're going through issues, it's like, Handle it before it handles you mm-hmm. because it will handle you if you keep running. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's totally been my experience mm-hmm. is that for my personal kind of history with different kinds of mental illness or mm-hmm. my struggles with, I would say I'm a person who like most of my life, mm-hmm. I felt overshadowed by yeah. fear. I felt like whatever it is that's in my way, anything, I'm scared of, you name it. I'm scared of butterflies. I'm scared of, you know, know. the dark. I'm scared of like, like everything scares me. And I feel my whole life has been an experiment of trying to play with this idea of what if, Mm -hmm. what if I befriended that thing Mm -hmm. and it didn't scare me anymore? Or even if it scared me that I was brave. What if Mm -hmm. I tried to be brave? And that, that's kind of this whole approach that mm-hmm. i've had to have to be able to be like what was a break what, what would it take to mm-hmm. have like a brain rinse it's like yeah. what does it take to have a reset like that basically for me it means every day just being like, like you're saying try to face the reality that my emotional landscape is not what i would like for the day mm-hmm. but that's okay mm-hmm. i'm gonna enter into it anyway mm-hmm. and not be afraid or if i am afraid just keep moving forward mm-hmm. The whole message behind brain rinse, because I know, I know like, yeah, I mean, here, let's go with it. I mean, you kind of gave me a little bit of it. Yeah. But I mean, you're the creator. I mean, let's hear about it. Yeah. So uh, this is kind of like a long-winded way of answering this, but a lot of the brain rinse project has also come about through this like recent experience I've had of taking care of my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And she started having a lot of memory issues Mm -hmm. earlier in the year. And you know this already, but... I am her power of attorney and the person that I'm her point person. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm her, I'm her, uh, I was trying to like her, uh, minion. <laughs> uh, you're her, no, man, you're her caretaker. <laughs> a 
I'm her caretaker. I'm her caregiver. Okay. Well, it's been anyway, you know, it's I am just trying to make you laugh. But yeah, I have been helping my grandmother with a lot of things. And I've been seeing like, it's interesting to be at this age of my life. I just turned 30 this mm-hmm. year and to see where she's at at this point in her life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she turned 86 in June. And really the message that I, I want, and it's kind of, come out of this heart that I have, I would love for her. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for her to do at this point because the neural pathways are already so, you know, defined. Yeah. But I would love the message to be like, don't forget to reorient, to take a beat, and to let the lens play out once yeah. in a while. That the thing that we're focused on, the thing that maybe it's the most important thing in the world, and mm-hmm. we feel called to take care of it. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of us feel a burden these days for so many things that are going wrong in society. I know personally mm-hmm. my generation feels like we got to fix the world. Like it's yeah. our responsibility yeah. to fix all these different things. Mm-hmm. And I think that those are such good intentions and such a good cause, but also that without resting and taking a breath, breathing in as well as constantly breathing out and speaking out, we lose some impact and we lose some authenticity mm-hmm. of what it means to be human. So that's really the message. Really hope that people will give their brains a chance to mm-hmm. rewire and write new pathways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things that I admire about your generation. I mean, my cousin's part of it too. It's the whole like green peace and like, let, let, let's, let's fix stuff. Yeah. And that's kind of the goal, like God's message thing is like, I made you to love and to create, not yes. to destroy and hate. Oh my gosh, man. Isaiah right? 58, man. Is that it? Isaiah okay. 58. That's the whole, that whole chapter. Anyone who's like struggling with this idea of like, what does God think about mm. social justice? Isaiah 58. Do me a favor. Check it out. (laughs) Yeah, And that's why I like, yeah, I just like them. They're just taking accountability. It's like, hey, we're screwing up the world, you know, like environmentally so bad. And let's do something. Totally. And that's what's cool. Because most people are like, ah, yeah, uh, whatever, you know? Yeah. And which is totally bad. Okay. So when you created Brainerant, affected me was it just seemed like a whole bunch of fragments. Okay. It was like Twin Peaks. Yeah, I got like dude, crazy yes. colors. Like yes. I'm seeing like the back of some dude's car and like, what is it? Mount Shasta or whatever. Yes. In the back of- yes. And all I keep hearing is like the Twin Peaks theme song. That, the makes, that makes me so happy. Right. And so I play that all the time. What's man? that all about? Okay, so um, yeah, that's really funny you say that. Literally on the way here, Spotify did a thing where they were like, do you want to know what the first song you played this year was? (laughs) It was the Twin Peaks theme song. (laughs) There you go. Seriously, I'm obsessed, yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) People apparently are. That's over 30 years old and people are still watching it. I mean, that's Maybe I might want to watch it. Oh, you've never seen it? Well, I've watched All it way right. back in the day, but I gotta re Give, I gotta refresh it. You should brain brain, brain rinse. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, uh, put in brain some rinse twin peaks. and then put in some Twin Peaks. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'll be tripping out anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the actual project, it's kind of expansive. It really kind of goes across from like things that I've written to like these visual elements, photographs I've edited, video that I'm editing. Yeah. There's pretty broad range, and then I've made a bunch of kind of like stickers. And there's like an interactive side, which mm-hmm. is going to be going live really soon on my Instagram. That part's like kind mm-hmm. of exciting. Oh, so anyone who wants to see that part, they would probably just have to check out my Instagram. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's 
prints that I've made. And then yeah. the rinse stitch, those were like the paintings that were mm-hmm. there that day that we did the pop-up. So uh, the rinse stitch, those were those were inspired by, I had this pair of pants when I was a teenager and I used to take polka dot. I was like, uh-huh. a, I was like a nerd, but uh-huh. I used to take like, we all are. We all, yeah. <laughs> just like for, con- for context. Yeah. <laughs> I used to take, I was very into expressing myself in fashion. Mm-hmm. I still am. So I would get these little pieces of random fabric and I would write a prayer or a dream mm-hmm. or a goal of mine, like something that I really longed mm-hmm. for. Yeah, like an affirmation in a way. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I would like put all these things down and I would write them down and then on a piece of fabric and I would stitch them as polka dots onto my pants, but nice. like in reverse so mm-hmm. that no one could see what the thing was. So I kind of did that with these rinse stitch watercolors they were all watercolor pieces where Mm -hmm. i took another painting and then i made a design on top and then i would hide a little tiny piece of paper with an affirmation or a thing that i thought was like essential Mm -hmm. tenants for the brain rinse if you Mm -hmm. will and i i sewed those underneath Mm -hmm. into the painting so they were two paintings sewn together Mm -hmm. with like a little affirmation or dream or Mm -hmm. prayer inside and then um yeah sewn with like these that's actually cool. Right. It's kind of like you knew that you were scared of a lot of things as mm-hmm. you were as you were young, and mm-hmm. then you ended up kind of like hyping yourself up. Yeah, wearing <laughs> in my, a cool way. my heart on my sleeves. <laughs> yeah, but but what's really cool though that I like is the fact that it's just so multifaceted. You have a lot of talents, and you were able to showcase a lot of them all oh in gosh. that whole thing. Thank you. You it know, was very broad. I always like go to bite off more than I can chew. Yeah. I was like, oh, I want to make a video about this, and then a year mm-hmm. later, I'm like. Yeah. Doing all these other things. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should just get CC camera in four corners of your creative space. And you'll just have it all the time. That would be crazy. That right? would be super crazy. Okay. Yeah. So let's see here. Okay. So what was one of the things that you, you know, learned about yourself while doing doing the Brain Wrench project and while you were making it? Mm-hmm. And then also now. I yeah. mean, it's way after, you know, yeah. like did you were you able to accomplish your goal? Um, and uh, what were some of the things that you learned? That's a great question. I would say yes. I think the reservation that you're like hearing in my voice is that part of me still feels like I have so much to learn and Mm -hmm. so far to go as far as trying to take this thing that I'm, I'm trying to present it in a very colorful, playful way Mm -hmm. in a way that's like almost like trying to make it attractive to myself. Mm -hmm. Hey, Emma, it would be great if you took a beat. Yeah, (laughs) it's like the silver lining game. You know, you're trying to always put a spin it on, yes. on a positive, kind yes. of like what you were talking about. Oh, these are just odd jobs I'm doing. But no, you're taking it as, no, nah, this is research. It's life experience. I'm going to be able to draw from this someone. It is. Yes. And that's, I think, a big thing for me as far as like fear goes. Most of my fears just, rev- which I think is probably the case for most people, mm-hmm. but most of my fears really just orbit around this idea of I don't want to feel bad. I don't want to have bad feelings about something. I don't want to have mm-hmm. negative interactions with people. I don't want to have yeah. bad memories associated with a thing. Like, And so rather than a lot of us, I mean, it's a lot of energy to expend to avoid those things yeah. all the time. Yeah. And I think what I've learned about myself is that I'm a lot stronger than I think I am. Mm-hmm. And that once I, I really just try to absorb the gifts of life on both ends mm-hmm. and specifically... Yeah, the emotions, which I think we'll talk about that a little too, but trying to accept the gift of what our emotions are rather than just like seeing them as good or bad and like, oh, these are bad feelings, so I don't want them. Moving past that idea and what a richness 
those hard experiences have brought me to my life as far as insight into what other people's lives are like, what other people's experiences are like, and also making me well-rounded person. I, I feel like I've learned that that the wide expanse inside of ourselves, inside our souls, inside our heart is so much grander than we think it is. And we limit yeah. ourselves. We like put a fence up to try to avoid having to explore it. Mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want to have to have those fences. I would much rather learn like, not just about me, but like we're talking about God, very yeah, frankly. You want like, you want depth and dimension to your experience, I not do. just artistically, but also religiously and yes, spiritually. I, I do, and I and I think my biggest desire, this is the biggest thing I would say I've learned from Brainwind, is that the things that I've always wanted, I want even more. Drums keep pounding a rhythm to the brain. Yeah. I don't want them less. I want them even more. And the main thing there uh, is just like to know God. Like, yeah. is God real? Is God good? What are what are the elements that make up mm-hmm. God? And is it possible to be closer to that? Mm-hmm. Like, is it possible to to really truly embrace what love means yeah. in this lifetime? That excites me and has always excited me. And mm-hmm. it's, I think, probably always going to be what drives me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like it makes you go bigger. I mean, from an artistic standpoint, this is just me just drawing. I would just only draw like something yes. small, yes. two-dimensional. I know, I But love then that. I learned one-point perspective and mm. landscape, and it made my little piece of paper massive. Yes. And so that's exactly what – like yeah. when you're talking about like, like learning and knowing God through art, because totally. one of the things that I was taught was – to be scared of, you know, like negative feelings. Right. But I've, I learned throughout my, my spiritual journey is that that's just God. He was always trying to talk to me. Mm-hmm. I was just scared. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or society was scared for me. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what's kind of cool yeah. that you're you're out there t- doing a proactive stance going, yo, this is the brain rinse. This is why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Boom. And then you, you know, you are actually legitimately trying to get closer to God with it. It's real for me. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the, for me, like whatever I create my art, I know that so many people feel this way, but I don't, I don't have another way of making stuff. Like it literally only has to come from my embodied experience. I have lived it. Mm -hmm. And if I haven't lived it, then I don't know how to make it because I literally like, I don't know what to talk about. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or maybe you could get to it later on. Yeah, exactly. Like mm-hmm. down the line, you never know. Yeah. But yeah, I would say one other thing that I think is really important to me mm-hmm. that I've learned through this is that it's not my place to fix everything, to fix yeah. people or to heal everything. Mm-hmm. That's been a huge process for me is that I think I used to really believe that mm-hmm. if I cared enough and loved enough, then it would heal things mm-hmm. and fix them. And now I just, it's not my place to make sure that happens. Mm-hmm. If and when that happens, it should mm-hmm. be celebrated, but it's not on me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I that's think a lot of people have to learn that. I had to learn that huge. too, mm-hmm. you know? And then once you start letting that go and you kind of, you have time to worry about yourself. That's and probably focus the, on what sometimes it is. Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes like we use ourselves as a distraction, but some of us use other people and their stuff as a distraction from what it is that we're really supposed to focus on. And I, yeah. I tend to go that way. I tend mm-hmm. to be like, Oh, me too. I'm totally guilty of that, especially in my twenties. Mm-hmm. I knew hundreds of people. Yeah. And this is just that one college. Like, oh, I'll help this person. What about the thing. other college? Yeah. And it's like, if you really wanted to, 
Uh, you could probably have your social calendar booked up just every day. Fill your, yeah, exactly. And then at the end of the day, it's, all right, well, I, I have been feeling yeah. like convicted. I've been feeling mm-hmm. like God's just like, and what about what I asked you to yeah, do? When you just did, ran from everything for an entire yeah, year, bro. Just avoid it. <laughs> yeah, but I did it for almost my entire life mm-hmm. until I finally but here faced you are, up. man. Yeah. And you just have to face it and be like, dude, come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every step counts. Seriously, mm-hmm. you know? How did you feel emotionally? When you did the project, because I know that there was a need for you to do it. Yes, because there was. I know that you were going through issues with your grandma. It was yeah. pretty heavy. And what's kind of crazy is, I like one of the reasons why God put us together is my grandma went through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I still had unresolved traumas about it because when I heard what you were going through, mm-hmm. I was like living both of my grandmas mm-hmm. passing away, and and I was just yeah. like, whoa. And so, yeah, just to be able to talk on it. You know, yeah. on this podcast. Get, make it real. Yeah, Get, because go it's there. like, yeah, like my, my, both of my grandmas, they, they suffer from dementia mm. like later in their life. And and sometimes, you know, they might treat you kind of mean. Yeah. and you, But you have to realize that, hey, I can't change them. Like right. what they went through was pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, they lived through the Great Depression. It, can you imagine? World War II. I know. Um, yeah. And then my grandma so like the raised. The Cold War? Yeah. I mean, raised just the people, everywhere. You know, under a dictatorship. Right. And so, yeah, they're gonna get get kind of harsh, yeah. and then you have to move to a different country. Yeah, because one of the one of the analogies I used is like, let's take Filipinos for example. My dad comes over here. He's like, "Yo, I know English. I know what's up." Mm-hmm. And then hip hop comes around, and he's like, "I thought I knew English. <laughs> Why is my son wearing these really big pants? Um, what is going on here?" Right? Yeah, yeah. You were just so imagine totally different spheres. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I lost control of so, my kid. Yeah, this dude with the big gold chain has you know he has more so influence funny. on my kid than he, than I do. So but yeah, funny. I mean it's like that. It goes like uh, uh, it goes like that across yeah. the board on generations. And so some of the things that they dealt with, you know, sometimes they're not in context, and sometimes they har- they harbor a lot of pain. Absolutely. And, yeah. So just to realize that they do that. It makes it easier to forgive it does. the whole situation. It does. And it but and in another way for me it, it was also like almost even more bittersweet that I realized like, wow, um, this stuff probably is not likely to get resolved during her lifetime. Mm-hmm. And and trying to like accept that. And that was a big part of what I just talked about too, that it's yeah. like not my responsibility to heal her or fix her, but like to just care for her Mm -hmm. and love her where she's at each day figure out how to maintain some healthy boundaries within that as well and not just because i am very easily my heart just gets entangled and i Mm -hmm. i get i can get too easily which is another way of saying that sometimes i have bad boundaries (laughs) yeah yeah you get you get too wrapped up into it i care so Mm -hmm. deeply and i can very quickly just become wrapped up in what's going on and so seeing her um yeah you know it was crazy because my nana just started like sharing stories of things that she had never talked about Mm -hmm. and the whole family would be like whoa is that did that really happen or like is her memory kind of fragmented mm-hmm. and coming up with stuff that wasn't real? And so there were like different family members that I'd have to be like, Hey, is this, and mm-hmm. they would be like, no confirmed that really happened. And other things they'd be like, mm-hmm. well, I've never, that doesn't mm-hmm. sound right. Or she's getting that mixed up with another cousin. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she would get some details mixed up and, but some stories that she's been telling are like, they're real and they're very heavy about what her childhood was mm-hmm. like, what she went through, what she Maybe dealt she's with. she's like coming clean. Maybe she's, Doing the brain rinse. Yeah, I mean, I th- it's crazy just to hear her like, uh, sorry, processing mm-hmm. 
about a lot of things in her life now that she never really talked about. And I mm-hmm. do hope that some of it helps her to like get free yeah. from some of what she's carried all mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. But it's definitely, I would say for me, like to answer your initial question, mm-hmm. like my emotions have run the gamut. Like you name an emotion uh, and I have felt it to the extent yeah. that it has pushed yeah. me over the brink in the past mm-hmm. little while. Like I would say this year has tested me and pressed me more than any other. And we just had, the pandemic. <laughs> I know, right? I know. But this year was the one for me. Like, this was the one that was like, yeah. Emma, would you like to meet the end of your rope? Yeah. <laughs> but having yeah. said that, I feel like every time I've, we've talked about mm-hmm. this so many times, but sometimes you get to that point and you just realize all that I have from here on out is gratitude. Mm-hmm. I can't go anywhere else but gratitude at this point and realize what, uh, what, my past life has been like what's brought me here, the people in my life, the things that happened that were so far out of my control that brought me to this moment. I couldn't have planned any of that. Like that's mm-hmm. not me. That's not in my power or control yeah. at all, you know? But what what is in my power, what is in my control, I don't know. It's crazy to realize that we do have in this moment where I was I, I say me, it's my family. My whole family's mm-hmm. been helping like this whole mm-hmm. time with my nana, but I'm the one uh-huh. on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But like hey, you're the spokesperson. I'll, I'm the spokesperson in this moment. But you know, all all of us, um, we were just realizing like how much power you have over someone's life when they get to this point where they become like a child again. Mm-hmm. Like she 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 needed people, you know what I yeah. mean? Oh, I've seen it on my end yeah. too. Uh when My grandfather was getting a little older. He saw his five-year-old granddaughter being able to lift more than him. And his confidence was crushed. Mm. He's like, yeah, it's it's my grandkid. It's not just my kid. Yeah. It's a five-year-old grandkid lifting more than I can even Mm. do. And, and, and outlasting me. He's just, you just saw like this disappointment in his face. So I, I, I'm sure that that's probably some of the stuff that. And honestly, what's, what's crazy is that I have dealt with a, with chronic illness in mm-hmm. my own personal yeah. past and like physical illness. Mm-hmm. And so um, I relate so much to that in mm-hmm. a way, too, that's crazy. And I think that's part of what made me, I hope, mm-hmm. the right person for that period of her life mm-hmm. to be in that role is that mm-hmm. I had a lot of empathy and understood a lot mm-hmm. of what she was experiencing more more than I think she realized but i mean obviously i'm not trying to compare like my Mm. illness with her illness but what i mean is that like i related so much to what she had going on and i was able to Mm. love her from a place of empathy compassion and and at the same time like you know she's like still drove me crazy (laughs) oh yeah i mean you have (laughs) she's my family so we all like that that too i mean (laughs) those are family bonds i mean sometimes like no matter how much they drive you nuts yeah i'm so blessed though dude i honestly have to say I am really blessed. I have mm. my my whole family. You know what the biggest blessing has been is that my whole family has really been, mm. for the most part, on the same page. Yeah. This whole Here, process. Let's talk about your grandma. What's your let's favorite memory? Okay. Favorite memory of Nana because you always talk about her. I do talk about her quite yeah. a bit. She's a character, man. Mm. Okay, one of my favorite memories with Nana. Um, the ill Nana. I know. I'm like, where do I start? Okay, so one of my favorite recent memories because it's mm. like just happened recently 
we took her to get blood work done. And mm. after we took her, normally we would like want to take her home. And I mean, mm. this was my mom and I. So my mom and I, she had flown out from England, was helping us. Uh, um, helping. Well, this is just recently then. It yeah, was yeah, super, yeah. Re- okay. super. I yeah, remember. I'm, this one's a memory from like this mm. year because mm. it was just like, it's fresh in my mind, right? Mm. But um, she was, she usually gets really forgetful and she would get like kind of irritable in the evening. So normally after we did an, like a thing, like we're taking her to an appointment or something, yeah. we want to take her home afterwards because we know she's going to want to rest. But this one day, day she was mm. like let's pull over let's go to ross and normally mm. we would be like no you know what uh-huh. Anna, it's too much but we were like oh uh yeah okay fine sure. why not why not you know uh-huh. what let's stop so we stopped and we went shoe shopping mm-hmm. and it's the only time i've ever gone shoe shopping with <laughs> nana um but we we're walking around and she was just like i'm gonna get you girls some shoes like uh-huh. th- i want to thank you so for- who's got more style than oh, you or nana got- does nana have style she has what? excellent she oh, has okay, got okay. i mean yeah i get all my love for vintage everything oh, comes from, from nana oh, okay. she used to run an antique shop down mm-hmm. in like wilmington mm-hmm. i say down we're in long beach right now so north mm-hmm. from here but still yeah. yeah she used to have an antique shop um oh, nice. so i feel like that's where i got all my thrifty i used to run a thrift mm-hmm. store and so we have that in common but yeah she got us some shoes and it was hilarious because she was getting lost in ross and we were like mm-hmm. trying to find her and running around my mom and i were both just like who's in charge are you in charge do you know where she is you don't know where she is where is she it was just, <laughs> i know instead of trying to find kids you're trying yeah, to find grandmas Nana, you're yeah. Yo, grandma. yeah seriously we find her she's like she's like dragging her cane through an aisle like tripping on something talking to something we'd be like Nana, use your cane right now <laughs> But yeah, it was that was a really sweet memory. She got us some shoes, uh, and I got some heels, which I almost never wear. But she was like, "You have to get those; they're they're gorgeous." Oh <laughs> man! One time, you know how grandmas are infamous for not giving you the cool clothes, right? Yeah, like, grandma I know. knitted. Uh huh. And so I played tennis when I was a little kid, oh my and gosh. I had a I baby. Love where this is going. I had a baby blue and white uh, knit cable knit like vest. The vest. And it, <laughs> And then, you know, and then you know how when you put it in the dryer, right? It like shrinks. Yeah, right? <laughs> and so I had to go out like Steve Urkel to the tennis court. I was getting clowned. Yeah, man. And you can't say no to grandma. No, you can't say no. Or you can at least say no to her until you get to the party or yeah. get to the school. Yeah. Then you can take it off. Yeah, you wait. You wait but until you're... Yeah. It was cold, The car... Man. You have to be in the car well out of sight. Yeah, I have to wear that baby blue V-neck. <laughs> yeah. Extra tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. Oh <laughs> All right. Gosh. So before we close up with the interview, I mean, where could somebody see your uh, the brain rinse? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Well, basically, mm-hmm. anything... It's all going to be on my Instagram right mm-hmm. now for the most part. Yes. But yeah, there's going to be prints going up for sale soon. So mm-hmm. those will be on my website. And uh, yeah, video content, all that kind of stuff. I've got to have some songs come. going up, all mm-hmm. that stuff coming up. Yeah, that's all going to be on Instagram. So mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, beautiful. Awesome. That'd be sick. I'm looking forward to that. Thank you so, so much. So are you ready for, uh, yeah, just recap. So my Instagram is ad symbol, E-M-M-A-G-A-Z-L-E-Y, Emma Gazley. And my website is emma.gallery. And there's also the Culver City Hub, which is not mm-hmm. super active, but you can look it up <laughs> if you want to. By I which know. I mean, it's not very that's active. Us. That's, that's <laughs> you and I. That's our one. <laughs> but can I work from home? I, I should like literally. I know. I keep I'll, do it on, I'll do it on Zoom. For real. For real. <laughs> um, yeah. Culver City Hub. And 
I do have a YouTube channel, but it is quite latent and I haven't been putting much up there, but okay. I'm thinking about whether or not to put some of this stuff up there. That's all I will say. I will not send anyone there. I will just say uh, that it does exist. Yeah. Don't look it up. In fact, uh, don't go there. All right. So you're ready. <laughs> Are you ready? You ready for that lightning round? Let's do it. Oh, okay, okay. I love okay. it. Derek was really hard on me, though. Really? Yeah, he asked me if I preferred Korean food or Japanese food, and I just looked in his face and was like, are you for real right now? Okay, okay. How about me? Okay, here's Let's mine. Let's see. Okay, lightning round. Okay. Okay, question number one, charcuterie board. Ah! Fruit or nuts? Fruit, 100%. Meat or cheese? Cheese. Okay, there are we go. For real? Okay, better painting service, flat canvas or angled metal shipping container? Ah! <laughs> I don't have to answer that, do I? <laughs> no, you, for the listening audience. Canvas. Okay, Freaky Friday. Who did it better, Lindsay Lohan or Haley Mills? <sighs> Are you old school or new school? I love them both so much. Freaky Friday, the original one was not Haley Mills, by the way. It, it was. Was it? Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. Jodie Foster. It was? It was Jodie Foster. Oh, it was. In the original Freaky Friday. You're thinking of the parent trap. Ah, sorry. And so to answer your question, (laughs) I would say Lindsay Lohan Freaky Friday. Oh, man. And maybe Haley Mills for the parent trap. Yeah, Haley Mills for the parent (laughs) trap. You're right. See, I don't watch Disney, man. This lightning round just got, like, not lightning. No. (laughs) It's like a strobe light. Hey, you you, you didn't listen to to Ronnie's episode, apparently. Oh, oh my god. It was like five minutes. Okay, better video game. Mario Kart or Tetris? Uh, Mario Kart. Okay, Gwen Stefani or Beyonce? Beyonce, I'm sorry, girl. Okay. I love you, Gwen, but come on, Beyonce. Okay, which half of Marley's face do you like better? Aww, Michelle Sawyer's dog. The right half. The dark half or the light half? <laughs> the right half, right? I already knew. Oh, it, it just got racial. Okay, Candy, Haichu or Nerds? Nerds. Okay, uh, Boy Meets World or Malcolm in the Middle? Malcolm in the Middle, I love me Frankie Muniz. Okay, 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 check this one out. The real George Michael or the George Michael from Arrested Development? The George Michael from Arrested Development. (laughs) Okay, okay, kick ass or Scott Pilgrim versus the world? Scott Pilgrim versus the world now and forever. Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? You're out of my life. Are you serious? Yeah. I can't answer that. Are you serious? Yeah. Harry Potter. Okay. How would you, okay, how would you rather write? Pen and paper or a laptop? Pen and paper. Okay, this is the last question. Okay, baby Yoda, <laughs> unicorns, donuts, sea salt caramel, manuka honey, teddy bears, pink Himalayan salt, and purebred toy dogs, or BTS. BTS! <laughs> okay, bonus question. <laughs> bonus question. Bonus question. What's stronger, your obsession with BTS or Chris Frias's obsession with souvenir buttons? My obsession with BTS. <laughs> oh, you Don't even def- start. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Come on, Chris. Come after yeah, okay, me. Okay, I'll, okay, talk okay. With, I'll talk with Frias about yeah. it. I'm for real. Okay, so BTS. ladies and gentlemen, Emma Hall or Emma Gaisley, go check her out. Emma Army. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. Just join the crew. Uh, join us at the hub. You know, Vintage, Vintage Faith, Culver City. We're actually at the branch in Long Beach right now we currently. Are. And we're going to go see some Long Beach Walls murals. Possibly eat a salad and some tacos. Can't wait. And get some coffee. And yeah, man, plan on taking over the world, right? Let's do it, yeah. Love to all of you. Thank you for listening. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Emma.